Right on. This is Julian. And this is Nick. And this is Loss of Lieutenant, an Infinity the Game podcast aimed to educate, inform, and entertain. Okay, so I'm recording again, and I guess we'll just start talking. So welcome back, listeners. Uh, you've got uh, Nick and Julian here again uh, for the latest episode of Loss of Lieutenant uh, uh, as part of our Road to CanCon series. So we're uh, talking today about a couple of the uh, couple of the CanCon missions that are in, involved in the uh, in the upcoming uh, tournament, as well as our. Uh, previous history with CanCon, what uh, what what the atmosphere is like, uh, some stories we've got to tell, uh, and uh, and that sort of thing. So, uh, Julian, welcome back. Thank you. You've had a few games lately. I guess first off, mm. we can have a bit of a catch up about some of the games that we've had. Last. Before we get into that, we do have some breaking news from uh, from WA. Now, Kevin, who you uh, you listeners will know as one of the hosts of Lost Lieutenant, was in Western Australia uh, for uh, for work recently. Now, when you get when you from what I understand, when you head over to that side of the coast, there's a time change of three hours and ten years or something. Yes, but um, he managed to catch up with uh, with one of the guys from. Uh, the White Noise Marty. podcast, Marty from White Noise, and uh, they had a bit of a game. And I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't think we should go into too much detail. Um, leave it for Kev to give us the full battle report. Kev next, smashed next him. Time is on, but yeah, <laughs> from, from, from all reports, it was an absolute thrashing. So that's um, that's uh, we're throwing down the gauntlet to those uh, to those boys over in Western Australia. Um, this is just how we roll. So. I'm, I'm, I might say I'm mighty proud of Kev. I think uh, it is a great thing for us Victorians to have a, a champion in the form of Kev to take on the current CanCon champions of the Western Australians. Well, it was Ben who won. Ben who won, yeah. Won CanCon yes, last year. Yeah. And um, I'm not sure if Marty was there. Um, but I know he was there the year before. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but I can't, I can't remember if he was there. I was pretty cooked this year at CanCon, so... Yeah, no, not not cooked as in stone. Cooked as you know, I was like had had no food in me. So dehydrating and no, I wasn't dehydrating. That's 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 bro science stuff. No, <laughs> no, I was I was just I just I was, I was just hungry. Fair enough. Yeah, well, I mean you're a big dude, so that's it's only understandable. Yes. I was pretty light then. I was like ninety kilos, whereas I'm like 115 now. Okay, yeah. Mm. No, that's that's not small. So, mm. um, but it's all muscle, pure muscle. Oh, I am. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll say that. Let's let's move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've um, so yeah. Congratulations to Kev for that win, chalking that one up on the board. Mm. Um, hopefully, it's the first of many to come. Yes. Uh, wins of uh, loss of lieutenant over white noise. So. Well, it seems like we're sending a big team up to Cancun this year. Definitely. Yeah. Um, the two of us are going. Mm. Kev's going to be going. Jacob's, Jacob's going, going. going with me. Is Barry coming along? Do you know? Undecided. Undecided. So from yeah. what I understand, almost everyone who has been on the podcast so far will be attending. Yeah. John John Redshaw, who does a lot of stuff he in the background, been, he's John's going. John's not been on an episode yet, but he's been helping us out with some of the technical stuff. So yeah, thanks to John. Yeah. Um, I know the usual suspects: uh, Andrew Noakes. I think Damien Stellard's going. Um, I haven't heard from Ryan Kirby, but I assume he's going. He said he, last time I spoke to him, he said he was considering it. Yeah, I think we're going to get a real good, um, yeah. a real good Melbourne crew up there mm. um, to uh, to represent 
so it should be really great fun. But um, just uh, before we get into all the rest of the CanCon stuff, I think we might do a bit of a catch up on the recent games that we've that mm. we've had. So um, as a bit of a warm up, though, mm. uh, Julian, you and I had a game. Was it last week? Uh, I think it was a week before. Yep, it was, yeah. it was fairly recently, and um, we played uh, decap. No, no, no. Supremacy. Uh, supremacy. We played supremacy. Yeah. Um, which was covered on the previous episode of the of the podcast. Uh, Kev. Uh, and might have been Jacob, perhaps. I have to fact check that. I know Kev was Kev spoke about uh, supremacy, and um, from our experience playing playing that mission and um, the info that we sort of told everyone on the previous podcast, that mission has changed a lot from um, from the previous year in terms of what uh, what it is you want to achieve. But um, it was a really good uh, good fun game and a learning experience. And that's why um, leading up to a big tournament like this, I think it's a really great opportunity to get as many games in as you possibly can of these upcoming missions because they've announced mm. it. It's still a few months away. We know exactly what is going to be on the table in terms of uh, missions that we have to tackle. So there's no reason why we can't get out there and um, and really have a go of them all beforehand so. absolutely yeah yeah um but yeah we played uh, we played supremacy i was uh well why don't you talk about what you brought first um so i took a i guess a pretty order spammy list for vanilla combined um i had a few heavy hitters in there um but i guess the purpose of this list is that i wanted to have a, a fair amount of forward deployment infiltrating stuff which you don't get a lot of access to in combined apart from like shrouded and malignos and stuff like, i think malignos get it um, get infiltrated, but they're quite expensive for what they do. So I'm um, I'm more in favour of taking stuff like Crackrots. So my list basically was a as a Corontid LT um, with the MSV HMG. Then in that to round out that combat group was two Datarazi with chain rifles, a Crackrot with two chain rifles, Kernow, an Icadron, which is the nine point flash pulse, two flame yep. repeater bot, an M drone, which is the seventeen point sensor bot. Um, which I think every list, if you have access to, should just have one as an auto include. Because if you get like those forward infiltrating skirmishes, they just laugh at them and go, ha, yep. not today. Um, and then an Imatron, which is the four point flower pot that come down from the sky. Oh, yep. The, yep. It's just the order, um, order, order, order monkey that, drop, yeah. that drops in on yep. the table. Yep. And then a cube Jaeger, which I'll talk about later on. Your new favorite union. I love them. They're amazing. I can't actually remember what he did in our game, to be honest with you, but he did something. I can't recall myself. I don't think he did much. I think actually. he came on and just sat in a quadrant. Yeah. Yeah. Which which is what you got to do in that mission. Yeah. So I, I've I've put together a list for that because I am still tossing up whether or not I want to try and run the yeah. Invincible Army to yeah. CanCon because from what we understand, the rules will Should be out drop next month. at the end of November when the book mm. comes out. Um, and t- what I'm doing is putting together lists that mm. are focusing on the units that we know are going to be in mm. that force. Mm. Um, and... With limited success, I'm, mm. not, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm that I'm doing amazingly, but basically I'm playing a vanilla vanilla mm. with a, a skew towards uh, those Invincible. types of yeah. those types of units. Yeah. So I had a um, Yan Huo lieutenant with a hyper rapid mm. magnetic cannon um, because it's so much fun to throw five dice at someone. Mm. 
Uh, not that I actually got. Not to, that it actually happened. Not that I actually got to use it this uh, this game. But um, see, the, and then we we come to my real issue with army building with Yujing is that I cannot seem to create an army that does not have a maximum number of Quangshi in it. Mm. Um, which, when the Invincible Army comes out, is something that I am definitely going to have to deal with because the maximum amount of Quangshi will be zero. Yeah. Um, so I've got a battery of Quangshi there with a Quangshi controller. Uh, Ru Shi, Guilong, which is uh, Guilong with the f- deployable repeater and um, forward observer. So, I mean, you get a skirmisher in... Um, is it a skirmisher? Is that what that is? No, it's... Uh, yes, yes. Well, you, yeah. yeah, you get that forward deployed um, yep. specialist... Infiltration. Type, infiltrating unit mm. um, in the Invisible Army, but we don't have the full profile for that yet. So, I'm And they're just, awesome because I didn't realize... I knew that mines, but I didn't realize they also had a deployable repeater. Oh, the, yeah, the Guilang is, is an amazing, amazing unit. Yeah, um, yeah. I, it's almost... For vanilla lists yeah. that I create, it's a, almost... Oh, it's auto-include. They're amazing. Because um, one thing that Yujing does not have a huge amount of is a repeater presence. Yeah. Um, like they don't have pitches or anything like that. This is the only unit that's got a deployable yeah. repeater. You do get those combat bots though that... That, that get repeaters in them. So the, the, True. the Ludiana Marishi. But uh, in terms of something that you can put a d- repeater down somewhere yeah. Yeah. up the table, yeah. then this deployable repeater profile. And it's one yeah. of the, ch- I think it's one of, I think it might be the second cheapest profile that that unit can take. Yeah. Um, as well, being a forward, apl- forward observer as well. So it's a specialist, specialist that can push buttons, uh, camouflage, all yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, now, the next unit I've got here is a Hacktal uh, HMG with executive order Mm -hmm. now this is a a little trick that i started playing when i first started playing with yujing um because they've got executive order and i think i'm pretty sure this is the only unit in the game that has executive order as a rule uh no um van zant for us ariadna okay sure so one of two one of two um but what for those of you who aren't aware what executive order does is it uh when that model comes on the table it automatically becomes your lieutenant i am the captain now exactly yeah um what so the because he's uh he's to camo so he can be in hidden deployment but as soon as he comes in either revealed or as a token um then he automatically becomes your lieutenant Mm. so what you can do with this guy and which is what i did in this game as well as in the previous game that i played using this i think it might have been actually been the same list that i that i used in my last game was you have your the lieutenant is an aggressive rambo piece that you can uh use your lieutenant order in the first turn so that your opponent is like that's your lieutenant Mm. now i know where my target is then you use it early in the fir- in in your in your first turn. Then later on in the first turn, you bring the hack bring the hack tower out of hidden deployment. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as he comes out of hidden deployment, he becomes your lieutenant. So because you, you it's, it's a bit of a bait and switch, really. And unless your opponent knows what that can do, which everybody now who I'm telling will know, or you accidentally uh, discover it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That that also happens as well if you if you throw out a sensor or something or or you uh, speculo the hack tower yeah yeah oh yeah that's exactly what, <laughs> right, what happened in our game which we can get into but yeah. effectively I ended up in lost lieutenant in the at the start of the third turn and Julian was super surprised by that because he just killed my hack tower and didn't even realize that I'd done that switch mm. but anyway. Um, and, and the rest of your list? So it was, uh, that was the first one with the Ikadron, and then the second one was just a, a Speculo, another Crack Crop, another Imatron, 
another R drone, which are the eight-point cheap flash pulse bots. Doctor Worm, the medtech obsidian mechanoid, and uh, a slave drone with him, and then another another little R drone. Um, so my list was had a lot more orders than yours. So I had nine regular orders in the first pool, one irregular, and three impetuous. And then I had six regular in the other pool and one one impetuous. Yeah, so I still... I didn't have a small list because mm. I had 10 regular orders in my first pool and then four regular and one irregular in my second pool. Mm. Um, in the second pool as well, I, which I didn't go into, I had like a Flash Pulse Bot, an Engineer, a Tiger Soldier, and a Shaolin Monk, and then a Celestial Guard Hacker. Mm. So nothing too crazy in there. Mm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so... The, it was a good fun game and mm. but it really it was did, very close it, but the score at the end was exactly the score yeah. at the end what was it it was about well I, I think it was I think 6-1 or 7-1 but we forgot to factor in the Xenotech because I had the Xenotech in the zone twice because Kurnow had the Xenotech attached to him yeah, so we'd, we'd, we'd mm. messed up on our calculations a bit. Mm. I mean, looking back on it, it was like at the, and the, at the score at the end of the day, I guess mm. it was a, it would have been a major victory for you, yeah. Julian. Yeah. Um, and, um, but the game itself, the whole way through was almost yeah. very, it seemed very neck and neck. Because at the start of the game, you definitely had the upper hand because you got the first turn, you got quadrants and you push more buttons than me. That's right. Whereas I just placed a multi-scanner. I didn't get anything else done. Mm. Um but then I managed to get the same number of points as you. And then I think I got another point in the last turn. So it ended up being two points to three. Yep. And then I, in the, the one of the first, one of my first units that died was the unit that was attached to the Xenotech. Yeah. And so that meant that for the rest of the, for the rest of the game, I did not reattach to the yeah. Xenotech. Yeah. And so I could Because most of the units around it were either remote or G-Sync. So you exactly. couldn't... Yeah, or impetuous. So yeah, and yeah. so there was yeah there was remotes and impetuous people, and um, so what that meant was, and and it, and it does come back to to list building in season ten, mm. um, that if you're playing missions with the Xenotech in it, you you have to take this into into account. It's similar to um, to how uh, having the data tracker last season, and which is still in this season, mm. that's impacting um, list building mm. because you need to have a piece. That if it's if you want to kill something with your data tracker, mm. then you need to have a piece that's going to be out of marker state on the table mm. that can kill things. Yeah, um, which I've I've played missions where I've thought of a list that I wanted to play and then got to the table and I was like, oh wait a second, I can't actually. Yeah, I need to have a data tracker here mm. and literally don't yeah. have anything that is suitable for that for yeah. that position. Now this list was good for data trackers because I could uh, attach it either to the Corontid. Um, or Canal or um, or the MedTech or anything. Oh, I mean, couldn't actually because the MedTech was linked, but there's a lot of models I could potentially attach it to. Um, but that game we had, it really came down to the last two turns where I managed to get more quadrants than you twice. So I, I think yeah. if I had uh, not gone in loss of Lieutenant in mm. turn three, it would have been a very different outcome. Yeah, I think I probably still would have got up on you but I, th- it, it, I think it yeah. w- would have been close to a draw. Yeah, yeah, it would have been either a draw or just one point. Yeah, it wouldn't have been as much of a whitewash. Mm. Um, but that speculo standing up and and throwing a smoke grenade and then getting getting the hack tower really swung things around. Yeah, um, um, and and that's 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 the th- that's 
you uh, did something pretty interesting with your speculo in deployment as yes, well. Yes, because I wanted it to co- control the quadrant. I just wanted it to be... I wasn't going to go Ramboing with it. I don't think speculos in the list that I've written here. It's not designed, except for in um, Firefight. Or D- uh, DCAP, it can do it as well. But but, but in Frontline and... Um, and um, sorry, in this list, in Supplies and Supremacy, it's literally just there to hold a quadrant or um, or potentially get a supply of cash or something like that. Mm. Um, yeah, and so what you did was you forced me to move into my, uh, my left-hand quadrant mm. with points that would have been more points committing to that quadrant just yeah. to hold it yeah. because you had... had, had yeah, it's, it's worth like 35? 35, yeah. I know, oh 34. Uh, yeah, 35 because I took the combi rifle. Sure. Yeah. Um, so that's that's not a cheap that's not a cheap no, unit. No. So um, if I just got cheerleaders mm. over on mm. one flank, yeah. then um, and you did everything right because you left your hack town hidden deployment. I mean, and not in in, in, in um tear camo. In Marcus, you didn't State, yeah. you didn't you didn't reveal them. But the thing that what what undid you was I ran up my um, M drone with sensor, and this is why they're amazing. And I literally just censored it. And that was in one combat group, and then and then the next thing to do was I ran the speculo down. And I just remembered yeah. what your um, what your what's the way you walked on from the side. The cube Jaeger. I just remember what your cube Jaeger did. He did. Your, he ran in your cube Jaeger and yeah. your uh, speculo. Speculo were mm. both in close Com- combat, combat with, with the hack tower. Yep, yep. So I got the double double mono close combat. Which was because the first one you passed the save, I did. and then I was like, "Oh, screw this! I'll just make make it a guaranteed kill." Um, then I ran in the 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 cube Jaeger. Yeah. So um, and that's that's my first experience with monofilament weapons mm. as well. I've 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 had I've come played against enemies who have had them, but I've never really taken a full appreciation of mm. what it's able to do. Mm. Um, so I mean, it's 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 it pays. For, it's it's expensive to have that like that thirty five point guy. It is, <clears throat> it is. But I've got so much more cheap stuff in that list. Yeah. And since then, I've actually rejigged this list because I've been finding the Corontid just it just doesn't do what I want it to do in this list. Um, if I want to, I, I'm finding with these two missions in particular, you can win games without actually firing a shot and anger. Mm. And so the lists I write are all about. And particularly after the couple of games I've had with you and Val and and stuff like that, I've been I changed it, and I thought I'd talk about this because I've been talking in the the group chat a lot about it. But I changed out the Corontid for a Skiavora. Okay, and what's, I, what's that? So the Skiavora, he is a medium infantry with structure rather than wounds. Okay, and he's got. Mimetism, no valor wound incapacitation with structure, which means he's basically shock immune. Um, he's got Mimetism Strategos level three, sorry, level two, which I don't actually use because I in this list, this newer list, I'm not running him as my LT because the profile with the hacking device plus, which I've been taking, you can't take as an LT. Okay, sure. So what I've basically done is I've got rid of the Corontid, taken the Skiavora because he's quite a lot cheaper, Got rid of Canal because the Ski of Aura can do exactly what Canal does because he can also do white noise. Um, and then taking a, a, a TR bot, the combined TR bot with a another hacking device to give him, um, I think I give him another hacking device. Yes, yeah, the um, it's, I've taken the... Um, 
No, that's not the same list. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken the um, the uh, Nexus Operative okay. hacking device LT option, right? Which I think is awesome because you, you basically spend an LT order. So you've and you've still got the. Um... Sorry, is that a killer hacker? No, just the normal oh, hacker. Right. I, I got rid of all my killer hackers in that list. Yeah. I, I'm, I've taken a hacking device plus and a normal hacking device. Okay. In this, in the form of the the Skiavora. Um and yeah, I've been I've been finding it. It's it's a really really solid list with that Skiavora. I played it against Rid the other night. Yep. And um, he had a. We played we played supplies and basically the Skiavora just ran up, got the supplies, passed them off to other people. At one point, he ran up his Diokai. Um, he was playing JSA and put a lot of threat on me. Um, and I thought, well, how am I going to deal with this? Because at that point in time, I was kind of didn't have a lot of long range stuff left. And the ski of war, I basically ran up around the corner, turned off the the Diokai, and then ran around the corner and put five, uh, sorry, three plasma rifle shots into him. All hit, and he failed three saves. Yeah, those plasma rifles are devastating. Yeah, and especially against heavy infantry because he can turn them off. So their only reaction is to reset. Yeah. And he's whip 16. So if you're in that close range band, you mean, yeah. your opponent's declaring your ARO, their mm. ARO mm. based on what they declare, yeah. that gives you then the option as to exactly. what your attack's going to be. Exactly. Am I going to shoot at them or yeah. am I going to hack them? Well, if, if you're behind a wall, you just hack them. Sure, of course. Yeah. Um, and then there's not a lot they can do apart from reset. Um, and against a whip 16 hacker who's probably going to be doing either burst 3 or plus 3 to his mods or whatever yeah wow whip 16 that's massive he's I, I think the Ski of Aura has copped a lot of hate for not really excelling at anything but I think with these two missions he's quite good because um, he's got don't forget with the new um, rules for ITS he's got um, for deployment Level one. Because he's medium infantry. Yeah, so he actually starts up at 16. Mm. So he's already in a quadrant for supremacy. So he's 50 points that you don't have to spend an order on yeah. to move. No, that's a very good point. Yeah. Um, which is why I'm I'm starting to become, particularly for supremacy, a huge fan of him. Okay, so what other... I've, that's your, The game that I've had against you is actually the only game that I've had recently but you've yep. had a few other games Did you yeah want to- so that, that that had that game against rid the other week um that was also a win for me um that was a bit of a smash it was 10-0 um and then previous to that about three weeks ago i had two games one against val um and we played frontline and i ran the list that I'll, we'll talk about in a second i ran that 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 list and val's that, still playing imperial service he was playing iss then yeah yep. yeah and he did pretty well um to try and kill my avatar but um, the avatar came out on top, as they as they so often do. Yeah, it was it was a bit unfortunate. Val got really unlucky with the dice. Um, he burnt my avatar twice. I repaired it. He got it down to one wound at one stage. I repaired it again to full wounds. Um, yeah, it was just not a not a good day for Val with the dice. Um, at one stage, he threw a combined order at the avatar to just put four different arrows into it. I was sort of four different shots, and I st- took all the saves. Um, he, he, yeah, he, he, it was yeah. just not a, not a good game for Val, but Val, Val was actually t- telling me about that game because, yeah. um, we've Val, myself and one of the other local guys who's been playing Imperial service as well. We've started our own little Facebook group chat, um, called the Imperial service support group. Because <laughs> none of We've all been playing ISFs for a little while and none of us seem to be able to win very much. Mm. Um, so we've started our little, uh, a little, uh, a little mother's group, uh, to, uh, to, 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 to chat about that sort of how mm. we can improve with our Imperial Service play. 
And um, yeah, so I guess my suggestion for that type of a situation would have been to put some smoke onto the uh, avatar mm. and get him into close combat. Yeah. I understand that. Um, and w- one of the links that I often take with the Imperial Service is the crane uh, the crane rank. Yes. Um, who are heavy infantry that are really quite good in close combat. And yeah, I think he had some of those. Did, but they and unfortunately it got speculoed turn one. That's right. <laughs> um, which was not a good trade on my part um, because I forgot that in a link team, it has six sense level two. So I ran in and thought, ah, he's going to be at neg six for surprise attack. You know, that, that should even up the odds. But then he's like, no, you're not six sense level two. And so it was literally a straight up close combat 23 versus close combat dice 23 off. dice off. And I managed to crit and he didn't. Oh no. So I just went straight through him. Yep. Um, which is unlucky for Val. Um, so yeah, but that was a good game. Um, I think that what I learned from that was is that um, in particular, you need to write lists and the list I wrote was all about the avatar and that's what it was all about. But you need to write lists for tags that are just about the tag and that's sure. it. So, um, and that's what I really focused on with that list. And I think it, it's been doing well for me. It hasn't lost a game yet. Um, and it's fa- faced some pretty tough lists. Um, I played another list with, with, uh, against Gareth, which was the, I think we played Supremacy. Getting, getting the reps in in Supremacy. Yeah. Or maybe it wasn't Supremacy. I can't remember the mission exactly, but I faced, I played the same list that I played against you and it was, I lost, um, I lost quite convincingly, even though we both didn't kill a lot. I just, the Karanti just didn't do any work for me. Sure. Gareth dug in like a tick. He's a, re- Gareth's a really defensive player and he's so good at it. And he was playing Nomads um, and he had a whole stack of Morans um, up for with repeater coverage, um, Intruder, um, and then, um, oh, what are the hacking device plus and kill hacking device units that Tunguska get? They're really good. They're an LT option. Um, I can't remember the name of them. I'm having a mental blank. Um, let me have a look. Interventors. Oh yes. the interventors. Um, had a couple of interventors. So he had the, and I, it basically meant that I just couldn't advance up the table with a list that has a lot of rems and a lot of heavy infantry. Um, so that game didn't go, didn't go too well for me. Uh, I relied probably too much on my warbands to try and get work done, and they did a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But in in Aero, um, sorry, in Garrus active, he was just able to pick them off. Yeah. Um, particularly the Darazi. So that game didn't go well. And and after the game I had against you with a Corontid just didn't do what I wanted to do again. I decided that was it. I'd try something different, and that's hence why I've been running the Ski of Voro, who I've just been. I just think's awesome. He's Great. Just, yeah, yeah. I haven't had a haven't had a bad. Um, a bad game with him yet so yeah yeah no that's great and um we've got a tournament coming up in melbourne this weekend on sunday uh which is uh the the first road to cancon tournament um uh, supported by uh lost lieutenant podcast as well as uh melbourne wargaming incorporated which is a local uh uh, club that we've formed uh with the objective of uh 
I guess getting more organised events going uh, around Melbourne because yeah. the the Melbourne yeah. scene is a bit uh, it's general games and house of war. Yeah, but also there's and there's, Hampton. There's, yeah. yeah, there's people in the east, there's people in the north, mm. there's people in the west, and it's it is rare for them to make the journey to other locations. Mm. And so the what the what um, Melbourne War Gaming Incorporated is or MWI is trying to do is bring some of those groups together by having t- running tournaments and um, narrative events and that sort of thing that are in a more central location. Mm. And um, somehow I became the vice president of this club. And so I'm going to promote it as much as I can. Mm. Um, so, yeah, let's not take advantage of my position of power. But um, Oh, well, everyone get the trumpets out here. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned that I'm the I'm the VP of Melbourne Wargaming Incorporated at every opportunity that I possibly can. Yes, we noticed that on the uh, the page where you said, I, as a VP, I have already signed up and paid. I have, I have. Yeah. I'm setting a good example. Mm. Um, righto, so um, those are all the games we've had recently, um, but I guess we wanted to jump in uh, and talk about, first off, we, we've got a couple of missions we wanted to talk mm. about today that... Mm. Uh, these are the these two missions are going to be in this weekend's Road to CanCon event, but yep. they're also they're in that event because they are two of the missions from this, uh, this coming CanCon. Yep. Uh, but before that, we just wanted to have a bit of a chat about the sort of experience that we've had at CanCon. Try uh, and build you, some hype, try and convince people to to go that maybe you're on the fence that it, haven't been that should go. Exactly. So, yeah. um, Julian, I know you, I know you've been a couple of times. I've only three been times. I've four, only been three, once. Three. Yep. The last CanCon at the start yep. of this year was my very first one pop my can con cherry um and it was loads of fun but um and i and and who do you have to thank for that uh, julian i have you to thank for that. yes so, yes for, um, for those of you listening he didn't he didn't know whether he wanted to go and i said what do you mean what are you talking about you're, you're actually trying to decide and and then he lo and behold a, a couple of days later he bought tickets bought everything and was there and i think I think I know you had an awesome time. Yeah, so I, I didn't only buy a ticket for the ITS event, but I also bought a ticket for the narrative. Yeah, event. you went balls deep. Oh uh, yeah, I went went I went hard for my first ever. Uh, See, I haven't Game even Con. done that. I, really? I've only ever played in the ITS event. So I mean, eight games over the two days and two nights um, was a lot. Mm. Um, this year I've decided just to do the ITS and not do yeah. both. Yeah. Um, Although this time they have made it, so it's. They're not on the same days. The The narrative is on Saturday, Sunday, and the ITS is Sunday, Monday. So it's not as bad. Yeah, so... Yeah. Um, well, that's no, that's what it was last time as well. Oh, was the, it? Yeah, the... Okay. Um, there was Friday night. Of course, because, was, yeah, everyone um, left on... Yeah. yeah, Friday night was one was the first game of the uh, narrative. Mm. Then Saturday during the day was first three rounds of the ITS, Saturday at night time was the last two rounds of the narrative. Then Sunday in the day was the two rounds of ITS. Mm. So it was um, it was a lot of gaming. I mm. rolled a lot of dice, met loads of really great people, mm. really cool people. Uh, that a lot of people that were playing locally in Melbourne that I'd never even met before, mm. and now I'm I'm, I'm you know, regular people that I that I hang out with and yeah. and, um, and get games in with. So, mm. um, but yeah, why don't you tell us about your your some of your experience? So I think my first CanCon was three years ago. And I played Morats for that. Right. And I, I, I is drum, this, is this, this the, is the, the infamous Soggy Con. Soggy Con. Where you could take a four-man Soggerat link team, which you apparently can't even do anymore, according to the new Morat rules. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I had been playing since N2, but I'd only been playing on and off. And so I decided I'll just go, you know. 
I think, and um, I did all right. I think I came middle of the pack. Um, considering the missions, I was surprised I actually did well at all because I took a list that was a joke with those four soccer rats. Okay. It, was, it ended up being like, they're like 50 points a pop. There's yep. three of them. So it's 150 plus Kornak. It's like 200 points worth of a... It's in a very yeah. expensive link. Yep, yep, yep. And it's only good at one thing in the active turn and that's smashing face and that's all it does. Okay. Um, and so I, I did all right. I didn't do terribly, but I did all right. And then the year, next year, I played JSA and that was awesome. That was probably the best CanCon um, so far because, yeah, and I, I grudged Gavin Bateman first up yep. and we played our, our, our first game and it was literally a tie the whole way through until the last turn where I managed to get a Shikami up the board to, I think it was Supplies we were playing, not 100%, but I managed to pick up a box, get it back to my deployment zone and he then managed to run a ninja up. He was playing ISS. Yep. Kill my Shikami. And then it was a draw. Amazing. Yeah. And so that was awesome. Um, and then this year, we actually played again, Gavin and I, in the last round. Oh, right. Yeah. And he was playing US and I was playing Ariadna. And he... Um, he... We were playing Highly Classified. And basically, he, um, he had a hacker and we drew a hacking mission. And I didn't have a hacker. Oh, no. And well, we both... You, sorry, what did you say you were playing? Ariadna. Ariadna. And he was playing US Ariadna. He took a war driver and he's like, the war driver's poo, yep. but I've taken it at the start. He said, the war driver's poo, but I've taken it because I know we're going to get a hacking mission and it's going to win me the game. And sure enough, we both got... The, it, was, it was... We had one open classified hacking mission and both of our classifieds were... Your closed... Non, your closed... Closed class. classifieds were both um, non-hacking. So we both got those done. Yep. Then we both got all of the opens done. Um, and then there was just the one hacking one and he went second and turn three, he managed to walk up and get the war driver to do it. So he ended up winning like a narrow margin just because I couldn't do the mission. Wow. It was awesome though. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, the main thing with CanCon is it's just, the games are great and like, it's a lot of fun. It's a huge event. Like it's massive. It's three warehouses Yeah. and it's, it's hot, it's stinky, but like, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. If um, you, if you haven't been along to one, highly recommend yeah. um, hanging yep. along and yep. just buy your ticket yeah. you, you will not regret it yeah. um, I don't regret it no no and I went last year with my girlfriend and she's not a gamer she's a, like a, a gym junkie you know fitness model um, and she uh, I just had to include that because I'm very proud um, and um, she loved it and she, she met all these people that she would have never probably thought she'd get along with but it was awesome like I know that she um she thought Lockie Carter was the funniest thing going around whenever he would you know like get all excited about the games he was having um and yeah so I, I um I um I know that if someone who doesn't play games and didn't play any games went up for three days and had a good time you know it's an awesome event yeah well my yeah. partner's going to be coming along this year mm, as well mine now. isn't well, so, well, you know. so well my partner is not a gym junkie no fitness model she yeah. does uh, she does work for nintendo if, if you want to see anya so. again can you send a message to her boss at pinnacle saying oh, that no. she's they're a jerk and that, that no, don't do that because we'll get in trouble but yeah her boss won't let her have time off so Oh, yeah. that's it. That's these things happen, but mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, my um, I like I distinctly remember every game that I played yeah. at at CanCon. Um, the the first game of the uh of the narrative tournament, mm -hmm. I played against uh, Chris Parsons, mm -hmm. who's uh one of the who's actually the president of Melbourne Wargaming Incorporated now, mm -hmm. of which I'm the vice president. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, we uh, so that was the first time I'd ever met him, mm -hmm. and um, he was just about to move back to Melbourne because he moved up for a year to. 
to Sydney. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then uh, the first day of the uh, ICS tournament, I drew Chris again. Mm. So the two of us in completely separate tournaments managed mm. to get a game of each. Mm. And that first that first game was, um, uh, is it um, looting and sabotage? No, uh, capture and protect. Yeah. Where it's basically capture the flag. You've got to go get the bears. They've got thing. to get They're yours, get and you've got to defend yours. So, like, it was really fairly matched the whole the whole game. Mm. I in the my last turn dropped a smoke trail all the way up to mm. uh, to his flag. Ran a ninja all the way up, picked it up, ran mm. all the way back to my deployment zone, handed the flag over to my data tracker. I think it's the data tracker that you got bonus yeah. points if yes. they had it yeah. in your deployment zone. And so I'm like, all right, I'm sitting pretty castled up a little bit, but I didn't yeah. have many orders left to do that. And then out of nowhere, Chris, who was playing um, uh, Huck Islam, had a it had Tariq Mansuri, who, <laughs> who uh, and this is the first time I'd ever faced Tariq on the table, mm. uh, who was literally in in the back corner of his deployment zone behind a um, a crate, mm. a um like a what do you call it? Um, a shipping container. Yeah, a shipping container. We should throw in our Andrew Noakes reference that, there. That's right, yeah. yeah. Andrew Noakes shipping container. container, And he literally, from there, jumped over the shipping container he was behind, jumped over another building, and then by about the third jump, he could see the guy, my guy who had the, yes. uh, who had the flag, shot him to pieces, mm. and then um, managed to... He didn't pick up mine. Uh, he was close, but he just didn't have quite enough orders. Mm. But I believe he just... It was a... a a slight victory for him because he'd mm. gotten his classified objective and I yeah. had not. So um, anything can happen yeah. in, um, in in these sorts of games. Well, I, I've come two years in a row, 16th in CanCon. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this time it was a bigger bigger uh, group, so I feel as though I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm increasing. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure I came 53rd. Yeah. Um, I don't remember entirely correctly, but I'd, I'd not been playing Infinity for too long at the time. My objective in going there that I'd set my... my the goal I'd set myself mm. was to win one game. Mm. So I think I got... Um, I got three losses, one win, and one draw. Yeah. Um, the game that I had won was the first game on... Sunday morning mm. and my opponent was extremely hungover hey the wins a win <laughs> as these things happen see I, that's the other thing about me going in both the narrative and the ITS I didn't have time to go out drinking because mm. I was playing games the entire time I was there yeah um, but uh, yeah he was super hungover first thing Sunday morning and um, I had a... Because Mooseheads is like the institution in Canberra that everyone goes to to get pissed. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I would have gone this year, but I was competing and I, I was in bed at like nine o'clock. Well, we'll, 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 get you, we'll get you fully loaded this time. Mate, I'm a lightweight. I, I like take two drinks and I'm, I'm blind. Perfect. I know. Um, Cheap. But um, I, had a, uh, I had a Hack Tao, not Hack Tao, um, Yan Huo mm. with the uh, two missile launchers and Neurocinetics. Oh, my favorite. And so he was sitting, on, standing on top of a building in, with like a perfect view of the main lanes that mm. my opponent could come around. He was playing Toha and uh, it was a limited insertion list. I think he was using the 300 point Toha, the Toha box. box. Yeah. And. Um, it uh, that hack tower of the ten models he had on the table, that hack tower killed either seven or eight of them mm. in the reactive turn because yep. 
he would walk out in front of it and I'd shoot two missile launch two missiles at it and there would be nothing left and he would fail his dodge or fail his shoot and I would hit with both of mine and I'd be like okay that entire triad has to take six armor saves each um, which the, by about the third time that I'm telling three of his models to take six armor saves each he got it it's um yeah. it, it, I did start to feel a little bit bad yeah. but not that bad so um, oh you know you can't yeah yeah a win's a win, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. I think I had three mages and then I had a draw, I want to say, or it might've been a minor win. I can't remember. And then I had a loss against Gavin. Sure. Um, which annoyingly meant that we were playing off for best placed Ariadna player. So if I had a one, I would have got the prize, but of course he won. <laughs> and you know what had happened the year before? We were both playing off for the best place Eugene player. Oh, no. And if I had a won my last game, I would have got it. And if he had a won his last game, he would have got it. So, of course, naturally, I drew and he won. <laughs> so, two years in a row, Gavin has not, uh, pipped, you at pipped the me post. at the post to get best placed cool. in a faction. So, I'm hoping... Well, you, you might just have to throw out a challenge to uh, to have him in the first round. So no, no, no. no. We, both, we, both, like we both want to play new players. Ah, fair and, enough. And I'm not playing whatever he's playing because I'm playing combined and I, I think he's either playing um, um, Pano or um, 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 not Onyx because um, then he would be actually yeah. um, Vedic or something like that. Yeah, so, he can bring whatever he wants. Yeah, as long as he doesn't bring combined it gives me a good chance of getting hope if they're doing the painted miniature thing, you know. You know, all I'm saying is, is that whoever's organizing it, just uh, make certain I, you know, get a nice little sweep. That's all I want. I just want to get best place yeah. combined player. Yeah, Julian wants to be a shoe in for one category. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, but and that in a Victorian win, so we can call it potato cakes. But that's that's another story. Together. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't necessarily agree with Team Potato Cake. I am from Newcastle myself, so as a New South Welshman, mm. I am and a, a Novacastrian through and through. Uh, 1997 grand final win yes um, the the potato cake because I live in Melbourne now it pains me every time I have to order for those cake. foreigners listening in Australia we have this fried potato disc that you get at fish and chip shops and basically New South Wales Queensland Western Australia basically the northern countries northern you know not really inhabited areas of the world in Australia call it and, and let's let's face it degenerates um, call it a potato scallop which they argue that it is because of the way it is cut that it is scalloped whereas we call it a potato cake because cake just sounds so much more delicious because it's a delectable dish and that's the 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 Victorians and the Tasmanians and I don't know what the South Australian I think they call it a fritter I think they call it a potato there. fritter so yeah. let's just not even go there look South Australia's we don't care too much about them we actually care about our listeners but as a, as a whole I don't if think, you are a South Australian listener you should come to CanCon yeah it actually you should because I don't think there's many South Australians who turn up to CanCon you know, there's a few, I don't know there's a few guys that play where were the guys that last time I played so I played Chris Parsons mm. I played a guy from Tasmania mm. uh, I played uh, a guy from Queensland mm. uh, two guys from Queensland actually and then I'm pretty sure the last guy I played might have even been from Newcastle or Sydney I played a new I played I played Gavin he's from Newcastle obviously and I played another one uh, Jason I think it was from Newcastle and um, yeah he, that was a fun game I really enjoyed that game mostly because he ran him a root 
and my goal for that entire game was to get antipodes to go to the Marut. Oh, to chew on, chew and on then your got there. <laughs> and turn one as well. <laughs> oh no! So, so okay. So your yeah. your goal for the game to get there happened mm. straight away. Yeah, so yeah, didn't yeah. even have to worry about. Didn't it. even have to worry about it. I was like, ah, oh, it's all good. Um, Amazing. But yeah, that's. I think that's pretty much it for CanCon. Like, look, if you if you have time off and you have the funds, just go. It's yeah. so good. Um, it's 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 a highlight of my whole gaming year, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I agree. If not, you know, for me, the whole year. And that's saying a lot considering, you know, what you and me get up to most of our time. It's 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 something we all hang out for. We all practice for. Um, and yeah, you know, you, I'm madly painting an army at the moment mm. just for it, you know. Yeah, well, and like I say, I'm considering taking an army that isn't even out yet. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll see how that eventuates. Mm. Still not hundred percent but and which makes it even harder for these preparation games like i'm just so torn do i focus on the iss and try and bring that home or do no. I, okay all right <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna say it iss a poo <laughs> so they're um, not they're, they're they're pretty okay just for the missions that are yeah selected for can i just don't think iss is the best sectorial for it but that's just that's just my view mm-hmm. um I don't think Combiner are actually the best for it, to be honest with you, but yeah. I'm going with them anyway, and I'm, I've got to live with it. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, why don't we get into... Um, the missions. ...talking about these two missions that we wanted to discuss mm. today. So, uh, two of the missions, like I say, this weekend, this Sunday, so this episode should be out before then. Mm. Um, uh, we've got a local tournament happening here in Melbourne uh, called... Uh, the road to CanCon, which is the same name that we've given this little segment of our of our podcast, mm. and uh, so the three missions for the weekend are supremacy, decapitation, and frontline, mm. which are is that the first day of CanCon? Do you know? I think or? it's the first day. Okay, yeah, so that's yeah. the same as your first the Saturday yeah. of CanCon. Um, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Is it Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. Monday. Oh yeah, because yeah. the Monday's the, the, the Saturday. The Monday's a public holiday. Monday's a public holiday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, but I hope it is. Otherwise, Jacob and I are screwed because we're driving up on the Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm sure that's that's probably right. Anyway, um, so today we wanted to have a bit of a chat about mm. uh, those second two missions because we already covered supremacy in the last episode with the with the other guys. So today we're going to talk about decapitation mm. and front line. So I think I'll start with what I'm taking now. This list, I'm. I, well, I, before we get into yeah. that, do you want to? Should we actually just cover off on? The missions, the missions themselves. Yeah. So and frontline, both of these missions um, off the top of my head don't require specialists, but you're getting it up on... Yeah, so yeah. I'm, what I'm doing right now is just bringing this up on the Comlog app. If you haven't downloaded the Comlog app, download it. It is absolutely it's awesome. amazing. It's really good. It's it's the greatest app that I've... And I've, I've, I've posted this on their Facebook page saying that... And on the Infinity groups and everywhere saying that Comlog is the greatest thing since sliced bread. It is absolutely amazing. So it's this app that shows you all... You go through a list of all the ITS missions. Mm. It's got all the information about what where you get points, what special rules are involved, what the deployment zones look like. And it's, it's schmick as. Mm. It is absolutely amazing. So what are we looking at? Frontline. Frontline, yes. Okay, sir. so main objectives in front line uh, to dominate the nearest sector to your deployment zone one objective point to dominate the center sector two objective points if you dominate the central sector with your xenotech inside it you get one extra objective mm-hmm. point um, to dominate and then to dominate the farthest sector from your deployment zone four objective points 
place your multi-scanner one objective point. Uh, each player has one classified objective and failure to place the multi-scanner is worth negative one yep. objective points. Now, to give you an idea on what the map looks like, because we've just talked about the, the nearest, the middle, and the furthest sector, basically you take your uh, table, you've got your two deployment zones on either side, and then the area in between them is uh, along the... Uh, split into three sections moving advancing forwards and obviously you can't pre-measure that so you have to gauge it when you're i mean you can pre-measure it if you look at like forward deployment and stuff like that you can kind of eyeball where a point might be but you can't go for example during the the end of your turn and stuff like that i I think this is in and then measuring it you have to wait until the end of the 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 game to measure that's right so all of all of these points they're all whereas in supremacy you're tallying points at the end of every game round in frontline this is all measured at end and recorded at the end of the game entirely and going second as a result is a huge advantage can can be definitely yeah yeah Yeah. um if if that's the way you want to want to look at it so um Basically, what what you want to be doing is, and and the, the whole idea between behind frontline is to move advance forwards mm. as far as you can. Yeah. The further up you've got your forces, the more points you're getting. Think of it as like the the beach scene in Saving Private Ryan. That's right. Yeah. You're, you're you're storming the beaches. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. yep. So. Um, and I think as a result, any list that you put together, and this goes the same for DCAP, they're both very similar missions in terms of lists which is why I've got the same list for both of them. You want to have a lot of, of, of threat vectors, models that can come on from different areas, models that can just start in deployment zones um, so that you can, you can figure out and find out ways to overcome what your enemy has done. Um, I think that in a mission like Frontline, you need to have skirmishes, you need to have AD troops, you need to have warbands. And I think those are the key to... And, and also, you need to have models that are worth a lot of points. And I think those are the four key attributes to um, frontline that make a successful list. You, you want things that can hit hard and are going to be alive. Stuff that can trade up and stuff that, as you said, can, can be alive. And stuff that can come on from areas that your enemy isn't expecting to overcome, you know... Um, um, AROs that they may have set up. Um, so I think maybe look at lists. Sure. Yeah. So oh, before just one other thing before we go into that, this this mission also has the Intel Com card special yes. rule, yeah, which means pretty... yeah, which means that yeah. you, so you draw your classified mm. objective, and then at the start of the game, you say whether or not you're going to keep the classified or you'll use, use it as, as an Intel, Intel Com card. It now what used that means more powerful than it is now. Yeah, and yeah. the the reason why it used to be more powerful was because the numbers on the cards used to go from one to forty. Yeah. Now they only go from one to twenty, 20. because yeah. instead of having uh, ten different cards and four copies of each, we mm. have twenty cards and they're all unique. Yeah. So you only, if really, there's only twenty cards in, yeah. your, in your classified. Which deck. I think is much better. The the, the Intel it was it before Intelcom was a no brainer. You just did it. If you got a good card, you, you would literally go, that card's worth the most, I take that, use Antogon. Whereas now, there's more of an incentive to take that that classified. Um, yeah, but yeah. so so what the Intel com actually means is that number from 1 to 20 that is on the card, mm. you can actually, at the end of the game, you can use that to add that value to the number of points that you've got in one of the sectors mm-hmm. so that you can be dominating it yeah. as opposed to your opponent. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, 
yeah, an extra 20 points might not seem like a huge amount. But it can but, be or, the, or, or, the exactly, deciding factor. It can be that deciding factor. Mm-hmm. that, um, And that's where all your points come from mm-hmm. in this, apart from the one classified and mm-hmm. to deploy and your Xenotech. Xenotech yeah. The absolute majority of eight of the 10 points comes from having those mm. sectors or those, uh, what do they call them? Uh, sectors. Yeah, yeah those sectors, sectors yeah. are dominated. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the sort of list that you want to be looking at, Julian, If I don't know if you want to go through a specific list or well, just give I've some got a, tips. I've as got to my what... list that I'm thinking of taking. And look, I'm, I'm not fussed. I'm giving away pretty much what I'm taking for CanCon. Um, but, you know, if I, whoever I face, they're going to pretty much know what's coming because I'm going to go, oh, by the way, you can't deploy any reserve models and I get to hold back two. And they're going to go, Oh, I wonder what that could be. It's the Avatar. Is it the Avatar? Yeah, is it the Avatar? It is. (laughs) The only thing with Strategos level three. So I thought I'd go through just about what what I'm taking, but also go into a little bit more about the, like in particular in Combined, why I like these for this particular mission. So let's just start off with the the elephant, which is the Avatar. Um, I really love the Avatar. It's an awesome model. I think for these two missions and DCAP as well, which um, we'll cover later on, he is amazing. Um, Strategos means that you, your enemy, literally cannot counter him unless they also have Strategos level three. So something like Saladin, which is pretty rare to come against. Um, he's got ODD, so you're shooting at him at negative six. He's armor nine, so he's not gonna. He takes a hit. He takes a hit. Um, he's also got what's called Sepsister, which is awesome Sep- against Sepsidor. Sepsistor is Sepsister. Who knows? He's got a multi HMG, which most tags do. Uh, but Subsister Plus is basically a chain rifle template. And when it goes down, they take a damage 17 hit because he's whip 17. And if they fail it off their BTS, they are mine. Yes. Yeah, so as long as they have a cube. If they don't have a cube in your Ariadna, the Ariadna just goes, oh, that's nice, Gormodite. <laughs> um, so he's BTS 9 as well. So he's pretty good at hacking, you know, defensively. He's also immune to possession. So you can literally only turn him off... Um, for a turn unless he's, they've got AM and yeah. then that's a little bit worse but as, as far as tags go he's he's the he's I think he's the most expensive tag as well at 137 points yeah. so my reasoning behind him is that he's got Strategos level 3 which means I get an extra order effectively so I've got a 10 order um, combat group which means I've got 11 orders to play with sure um, Strategos level 2 means that I can hold back 2 models I'm fairly certain with Strategos level 2 which means I hold him back and my Speculo Mm-hmm. So I can counter. Yeah. So not only are you mm-hmm. holding back your 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 hit piece, your yes. your cannon, yep. but also the mm. scalpel. Yes. That is the speculo. The speculo is yep. also hidden or not hidden. It's in reserve. Exactly. So your in your for, enemy, mm. unless they've also got some type of strategos themselves, mm-hmm. they've got their entire force on the table. So yep. you know exactly what vector you're advancing with your avatar, mm-hmm. and you know exactly what thing you want to cut apart with yep. your speculo. The speculo. And the final one, being level three, means that um, they obviously deploy everything. So that's right. I get a chance to see what's coming, especially with four deployment superior infiltrators. I get the chance to go, oh, they've declared superior infiltrate. Where do I think they've gone? Mm-hmm. And generally with superior infiltrate, it's pretty obvious. And same with something like impersonators. Um, the good thing about combine, the only other impersonator that I'm really worried about is another speculo um, because they can't impersonate. So, um, oh, so, right. Because of yeah, it's an alien. Uh, you can't impersonate an alien species. Yep. Yep. So 
they're very I, personally I don't like that really. I, I, I think fluff wise I really like it mm. um, because human technology just hasn't caught up to the fact that they can deal with aliens um, I think that that for days need to have some kind of a you know a, a counter against combined and I think it's I think it's my I like it just because I think I hate yeah. for days to be honest you, with you and you I think, would like it yeah you? I, I do like it um Sorry, f- rounding out that list, um, I've got a speculo. And so my speculo is effectively there, like we, we had in our game, to basically go, this forward quadrant is going to be mine and I can use this speculo if I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, combining that with the avatar means that I've basically got 180 points of model that I can decide where I want it to be. With two models, yeah. Which, when you think about it, it's it's quite good. If I lose those models, not so great. Mm-hmm. But I built a list around the avatar, and I will deliver the avatar where I want to be in the third turn. Um, ideally, this list wants to go first, so I can deal with those threats being where they come. Is this a limited insertion? list? Limited insertion list. Right. So you're going if you're going first, they you get my full eleven orders exactly, and they they, they can't yep. stop you from. Uh, from, from they can't strip those orders from you at all. Yep. Um, you can still stop you from using combined. command tokens. Command tokens is combined orders. Yeah, but it's not um, too much of an issue with this list, as you'll see why later on. Um, Kernow, which is basically the specialist, the the, the diaphos, um, um spec ops dude. spec ops dude who is a nexus operative. Killer he has hacker. yeah killer hacker plasma rifle pitcher dechargers and the key one here is white noise. Sure. So, so the MSV that's going to be used against the avatar, avatar is, is not an issue anymore. I basically am trading that to get ODD back. Mm. And he, with Pitcher, he can launch it wherever he needs to be. Um, and he's amazing for killing other hackers because he's whip 14 and he's got a KHD. So yep. um, he can really protect that avatar um, with his Pitcher. Rounding that out, uh, we've got a crack rock with two chain rifles. Now, we'll get into why I've taken him for decap later on. Um, he's not really there for frontline as such. He can, but the only reason he can help in frontline is because he's got forward deployment. He's another model that I then don't have to move mm-hmm. um, um, outside of, you know, the front, the forward zone. And he's 14 points, so he's not, not, not too cheap. Um, the other thing about him I like is that he is regular impetuous. So if I want to push him, I can, and it doesn't cost me anything. But at the same time, he's not going to get run out in front of something and get shot. So he can just stay there, which when you combine that with the avatar in a limited session, this is quite powerful because he's an extra order um, effectively. M-Drone, which is your sensor um, repeater bot. You love that one. Don't I you? love that in an avatar list as well, because if I know that they have... Superior infiltrate and they've declared it. I literally just run up and I go in two orders. I can censor my entire forward zone. Sure. So it, maybe two or three. And I'm doing it on 19s and I'll find out where it is. And in four orders, I've probably killed their um, their superior infiltrator. Yeah. Um, and so, or if it's close enough to your uh, to your avatar, you can throw a sepsitor on it. Provided they've it got cube. Own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you've got a shinobu there... They go, oh, I'm going to intuitive attack you with a sepsister. I'm doing it on a 17. If you've, if you've censored it. Exactly. They're already discovered. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And they're, they're dodging. They're probably going to dodge. But if they get hit, it's damage 17. That's right. And, and I get a Shinobu out of it. Um, 
Next on that is... When, sorry, when yep. you subsidize someone, mm. do they generate an order for you or does it... I don't believe so. No, it's just you get to use you them. You get to use them. It's yeah. kind of like possession with a tag. Yeah, okay. Um, except they then can't be repossessed back. They mm. just, they're just yours. Wow. Um, then I've got Bitten Kiss, who I've taken again as another kind of defense against hackers for the avatar. But the main one here is that Kiss, the little bot that comes with them... He's actually a, a repeater mm-hmm. with an adhesive launcher. So I kind of use him to run up and cover the avatar um, as, a, as a mobile repeater. So if someone moves a hacker in range of the avatar, they're going to get two KHDs, yeah, which course. is not fun in Aero. Um, last but not least, but that rounds out, I guess, the, the models that can do anything is the MedTech Obsidian Mechanoid, or also known as Dr. Worm. And he's just there to, to basically repair the avatar if he gets hit. Um, and he's very good at doing that because he's with 14 and you can got heaps of command tokens so you just re-roll it now on that note um, I think there has been a little bit of debate recently about the avatar and I'd like people to talk about this because I'm not 100% but I'm fairly certain because he's got ghost pneumonica he can re-roll failed engineer rolls but it's something I haven't had had to deal with too much yet um, because I haven't failed a roll with him yet um, but I'm fairly certain I saw somewhere that someone might have said that you can't re-roll the roll because it's not the same. But I guess we'll get clarification on that. Because you can you can re-roll, re-roll G uh, G G remote presence remote presence. But this is a different. Yeah, because it's classified as remote presence. But look, it doesn't make sense for a 137 point model with you know mnemonica not to be able to re-roll mm. when other models can. Um, so, well, if anyone, any, any listeners know the answer to that, yeah, post it on our Post it on our thing. I'm going to say that. I think it should be regardless because it's 137 point model. And if you fail that role to lose it because your engineers are... Uh, fluffed his role. Fluffed his role is pretty devastating. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, last two things, just two Imatrons. So sure. two four point Autobots. Um, that's the same list I'm also running for... Um, we're covering decap as well, aren't we? Decapitation, yeah. Yep, yep. So, I mean, just on, on, on Frontline, mm. you said that, I mean, particularly with that sort of, with that list you've got there being mm. a limited insertion list, you definitely want to have the first First turn. turn. Yes. Um, and with the WIP 17 LT, it's, you got a pretty good chance of, yeah, of getting yeah. it. Um, um, the yeah. other thing to consider for people when they come to this mission, though, is that Sure, having that alpha strike can be very useful. I forgot about my cube Jaeger. I have a cube Jaeger in there as well. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yep. Um, Sorry, as what I was saying, yeah, as you, you, that alpha strike can be amazing, um, but you have to remember that this uh, mission is scored at Mm. the end of the last turn. Mm. So while if your alpha strike can't, is going to be that devastating, then sure, go for it. Mm. But you also you just have to keep that in mind mm. that you're going to have when once you've finished your third turn, mm. your opponent then has a full turn to to, to clean exactly. up. To they can look at the table and see where everything is, not yeah. exactly where it is mm. because you can't measure anything at that point until it's all over but they will have an understanding of where the mm. main yeah. threats lie and what they have to do in their last turn to to snatch victory away and that's why with this list you just have to unload hell in the first two turns you just got to kill 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 because otherwise if they dig in like a tick and then they have a lot of orders left and they can push up you're gonna struggle um 
to, I guess, counter that if you're going first. Because this list, it, it's a first list. It yeah. goes first. It, look, it can defend itself if it goes second. Um, you know, I can pull the crack crop back to cover the, the Avatar chain rifles. Um, you know, bit and kiss. You know, they're not, they're not, they're no slouches either. Like it can defend itself, but it's not, it's not ideal. Yeah. Um, and and I, from what I understand, retreat is not active in this mission. It's definitely not active in in decap. Um, um, or maybe maybe decap's at, LT. Just looking at the comlog app, yeah. it's got these mission parameters, yep. and retreat is one of them, and it is mm. not highlighted. So retreat so is active. That says to me that retreat's not active, yeah. which means that you can go absolutely balls to the wall straight up and decimate your opponent mm. and destroy absolutely everything without having to worry about about going in retreat too much, mm. um, which has happened to me before. And it's not, and it's not, it's 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 the most counterintuitive thing when it happens. You just feel so robbed. Yeah. When that happens to you when you're playing yeah. a mission that's yep. got retreat. Yep. Um, in a recent uh, tournament, I was playing against Josh, one of our locals, mm. and um, he was playing vanilla Pan Oceania, mm. and he had a cutter list, and he went first, and um, I got a couple of lucky AROs in his mm. first turn, but then in my first turn, I went through and I managed to kill the cutter, I managed to kill a whole mm. bunch of almost his entire force so then his second turn he was in retreat mm. which meant he was while he was in retreat he was able to because I hadn't achieved any of the objectives at yeah. that point while he was in retreat he got one of his classified objectives by flash pulsing or forward observing mm. one of my guys and so even though he was in retreat he still won the game yeah. one point to zero yeah. Yep. Um, which I was. Oh, well, I, I guess was a, better, a better player would have realised that and, and might have just taken their foot of the accelerator and gone, oh, I have four or five orders. I might go do some objectives now. Yeah. <laughs> I can. I can. Uh, yeah. I can. I know that now. You know, we 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 are always learning when we're playing this game. Yeah. And so in that sort of situation, I learned that it's it's good to go hard, but not too hard. But in these missions, you don't have to worry about that. You got to fuck them gently. You can. <laughs> You can go as hard as you like. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, was there any other points you wanted to raise about frontline? Not really. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. Decap is pretty quick for me as well because I'm the same list. So, we'll go sure. through the mission. Um, so, decapitation. Now, um, standard. Oh, it's a, actually in decapitation. You've got a 16-inch deployment zone. You do, and you can also walk AD on from the back. Can you? Yes. Everyone is Van Zant in, de- in decap. Yeah, I'm fairly certain. Or unless it's firefight. That, that happens in firefight. I don't think that happens in decapitation. I think I've pushed myself. Yeah, you have, Julian. You've, you're banned from the podcast. Oh God! Too, too, too many times. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get Gavin messaging us and saying you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. you guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, at least we're better than uh, we're better than white noise. Yeah, we're better than Marty on the table. On the table. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're that's we're, we're up to Cancon, and Marty's gonna bloody grudge me first round, and he's gonna be like, "I'm gonna smash you," and then he'll smash me. Well, I mean, he's got a he's, he's got a rivalry with with Kev. He's got a score to settle with Kev now. So yeah, um, yeah, but. Uh, Anyway, or Ben will grudge me, and then I'll maybe get, Ben, and then he'll he'll slaughter me with with his uh, his superior uh, CanCon uh, winner. Oh, that 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 cred. That cred, yeah, yeah. He'll so, ten zip me on turn one. Yeah, everybody knows you. If you if you won CanCon the previous year, you get bonus points in all of your yep. rounds, right? That's how yep. it works. That's how it works. That's yep. not that's not how it works. Don't don't worry, people. Mm. Um. So anyway, on to decapitation, the next mission that we're going to talk about today. Um. So uh, in terms of objectives, we've got our main objectives. Uh, First off, to kill more army points than your adversary, adversary mm-hmm. two objective points. Mm-hmm. To kill the same amount of lieutenants as the uh, adversary, 
adversary, adversary, adversary. Jeez Louise. I can't even talk. To kill the same amount of lieutenants as your opponent is the word I'm going to use there. Two objective points. You don't want to use opponent or something like that? Let me, let me finish. <laughs> but only if you've killed at least one lieutenant. So yep. if neither of you kill any lieutenants, you don't yep. get any points. points. Yep, yep. Now, uh, to kill more lieutenants than your opponent, three objective points. Mm. And here's the real clincher, right? So uh, to kill the designated target, mm. two points. To kill the designated target with your data tracker, mm. an extra three points. Mm. So you can get, of those 10 points, you can get half of them by killing the designated target with your data tracker, which is huge. Yep. And that brings me to my list where I reveal my speculo, not as a uh, marker, but as just the model. And I put it right next to the data tracker and the HVT and I go, this is my data tracker, turn one order. That's amazing. Yep. And that's five points. And that is why I basically have included the speculo in this list is to do that. Um, if she dies, don't care because she's got me five You've points. already got five points, which puts your opponent on an, such an unbelievable back foot. If you mm-hmm. are then able to take out their data tracker, yep. then for them to if, them to recover is just such a massive setback. Oh, they just can't. It's, 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 they can draw. I think the best thing, they, the outcome, like physical outcome is they can draw. They might, I don't know, I think they might be able to win from memory but but yeah it's they could still win going first is just such a a huge advantage in this mission if you've built a list that can do it well um and again coming back to this list i think this list can do it well um because of that speculo yeah the other thing and that's why i was talking about the crack rot and the cube jager before crack rots get grenades Okay. And they've got 16-inch forward deployment. So you've that 16-inch zone. He's starting up forward. He has an impetuous move. So And also, the the, the designated target has mm. to be um, four inches out of your deployment zone. So it has right? to be at 20. So, yeah, usually the deployment zone, it's usually up to usually over 16 mm. on a 12-inch deployment zone. But now, because we've got a 16-inch deployment zone, it's 20 inches mm. from your table mm. edge. So it is quite a bit further up so it does restrict the area that you can put that guy in yeah. quite a lot more um and the other thing coming back to that is that because he has metachemistry i think it's on uh, he's got a 25 percent chance of getting enhanced physique and regen so he gets three plus fizz and he's shock immune so my favorite thing is if i do end up rolling that is i basically go i am going to kill the lt with spec fire grenades because i'm spec firing on minus six plus three on a model that is now Fizz 16. Yeah. So I'm spec firing on, on 13s. I do not want to be your opponent in yeah. decapitation. Yeah. And my my lieutenant is an avatar. That's right. So so, so your willpower 17, it's mm. highly likely that you're going to pass your roll. Yeah. I mean, it, it can't... It's, you it's could roll a one and they could roll a 12. Exactly. You know. But yeah. you're really stacking everything in your, in your favor. favor. Yeah. So um, just a shout out to mm. whoever does happen to be against Julian in that... Uh, in that mission yeah. if you can don't let him go first yeah look and I've played this list twice now in DCAP and both times it it was 10-0 wins it's yeah. it's, and I went first both times well I got lucky with my rolls in terms of LTs and I, I have won them and by turn one it was over I'd got 10 points yeah um, and it was a case of I just castled up my avatar and castled up my HVT and at worst they would get the HVT um, and but generally there was there was nothing left, and 
you know, the beauty of this list is that I can just sit back with my avatar and I don't have to move him forward and he's going to be in his plus three range band mm-hmm. and he just is a mobile fire support base yep. because he's kidding things on 15. Yeah, you know. Um, the last time I played decapitation was uh, it was a game I played against Barry, and mm. that was where I'd taken three tiger soldiers mm. in my list, mm. um, just to give that a, a give that a try. Then it came to the point where we we're just deciding who the uh, data tracker is going to be. Mm. I've got the like I've got 120 points worth of AD mm. not on the table, so they can't be the data tracker. Mm. I've got two. Uh, Gui Lungs, which are camo tokens. They, they can't, can't be, be the they can't be tracker. Yeah. I've got a uh, a the heavy infantry camo guy who. Dalfay. I've got Dalfay. He's in to- he's a, in a mm. um, uh, token. Is a camo state, so mm. he can't be the data tracker. Mm. I look at it. I've got like an engineer and like maybe. Uh, like a, a cheerleader or something mm. that can be my data track. I'm like, I have made a terrible mistake. Yep. Um, and so that, yeah, you do real, particularly for this mission mm. where killing the enemy HVT with your data tracker, that five points is amazing. Yep. And, and that's, that's going to be the real clincher mm. for, uh, for winning this game. Yeah. 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 Um, a few other points of note on how, how, um, assigning your lieutenant works. Mm. So um, the lieutenant is open information. So as soon as you deploy the model that is going to be your lieutenant, you the your opponent knows yes. that that's the lieutenant. Yes. Um, and then uh, once when your lieutenant dies, you don't go into retreat, but at the start of your next turn, mm. you assign another mm. model to be your lieutenant and tell your opponent who that is. Yep. Now, what you don't want to do is have chain of command. Mm. Because if you've got chain of command, instead of you getting to pick who the lieutenant is, it's assigned for you. Mm. And if they, uh, if the opponent kills your lieutenant, then the chain of command person becomes the new lieutenant straight away. Mm. So that actually gives them the opportunity to kill two lieutenants mm. in a single turn. Yeah. Whereas how it works without chain of command is there's only one lieutenant at a time per turn. Which with this list is a problem because I have pneumonica. You have pneumonica. Which so, is similar. So where, um, so if your lieutenant goes down, mm. it gets warped to a different But person. I do get that's, to choose... That's optional though. Yes. So yes. if you can choose to go unconscious... Yes. Instead I of go into loss of lieutenant... But you but won't because, I won't lieutenant because is not of being loss of lieutenant is not being played. The other thing though is because I do have a couple of models, only one I have that has veteran. It's not the end of the world. I still have some regular orders, but you know that's that's the thing about the avatar is that with pneumonica he he uh, he it's optional and yeah. I don't have to do it. And because he's got effectively ghost, he's got two levels of structure. Yeah. So it's almost it's almost kind of a funny situation where it's actually beneficial for me to lose the avatar. Because then I can just ramble him and I don't care. Sure. I, besides the fact I lose points yep. for, you know, more army points killed. Yeah, and you've got the Dr. Worm there so you can mm. run up and, and bring him back up. And yep. You can repair yep. him pretty easily. And there's that Cube Jaeger there who can also, you know, hunt um, hunt LTs. On the Cube Jaeger, I, I think if you're playing vanilla in any sectorial, um, maybe with the exception of Nomads because they get um, um, pretty good AD, um, the Cube Jaeger is just phenomenal for his points, um, particularly the Submachine Gun one. So for 18 points, you it's get... only 18 points? Only 18 points. He's a specialist, because so he's got a med kit. 
He's got 8 a airborne infiltration, which is similar to parachutists, but rather than having to select at the start of the game we wanted to bring on, he just walks on anywhere yeah, on the so, side. So, so that means he can walk on from the side of the table. Yep. Um, with parachutists, which is mm. the level below that, you have mm. to say which quadrant he's yep. coming in from. Yep. But with this, you could, it's just like if... A, a, Walking on from the side is, mm. is something that everyone should be familiar with because yeah. it happens quite regularly. Yes. Mm. Um, so this, so he can't drop in on the table. No. He has to walk. Has on. To walk he has on. to walk on. Yep. But but he's cheap because he's in a regular order, and that's why he's so cheap. The other thing that he also has is he has shock immunity, which means that you know it's not a big thing, but sometimes if you do need a doctor a model. And it's part of your classified. It's good to have a model with shock immunity. Something that has the ability yeah, to go unconscious. Exactly, exactly. Um, the key thing here, which I really love, and it's got me out of so many problems, is he has stealth. On a model with a submachine gun and an e emitter, you can walk behind, on behind heavy infantry and get a free shot in the back with an e emitter and just turn them off. So what does the what does the e emitter do? The e emitter is kind of like a Panzerfaust, but... Um, EM, so it is. We'll get it up. Here we go. Zero so to eight, zero. Eight to sixteen plus three, and then over that sneak three up to twenty-four. It's six. damage thirteen, and it's EMM two. Right. So e if they EM fail, that they're a, they're a potato. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, unless unless the unless they've got engineers, mm-hmm. that guy's not going anywhere fast. No, you can't reset out of that. Um, and. He's also, which I have, again, found it really useful. Not any of the missions for CanCon, but he's got a monofilament close combat weapon. He's not good in close combat, but it means that if it's... What's he got? Close combat 14? 14. He's not great, but it, he's an anti-material close combat weapon. So if you need him to walk on and destroy a crate or something, um, he can do it. Right. Um, Is monofilament anti-material? Uh, no, I thought monofilament. No, it might not be. No, I think, yeah, I think yeah. you're getting confused. It's a DA um, and explosive R. Yeah, DA and explosive R. Um, but still, that still, monofil- even though it's CC14, mm. it's still a threat. Yes. That- Which, as unfortunately your hack tower found. Exactly. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like he's, he's really good. He's just a toolbox unit. And he's got a submachine gun. And I think submachine guns, again, are one of the most underrated profiles in the game. Because you can go AP on a submachine gun... And you, against heavy infantry, like a submachine gun against a, a, an avatar, for example, drops him down to armor five. Mm. He's only armor eight in cover, so he's got to get fives about it. That's still pretty good. Um, and you can run the emitter as well if you if you really want to against something like that. So, And also, submachine gun also has shock. So, like, he's just a really solid profile that can get you out of a lot of hairy situations. And as far as I'm, I'm concerned, in almost every list I've written for CanCon so far, it doesn't matter which faction I'm playing in vanilla, he's always made it. Cube Jaeger. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say, because I'm going to eat my words, because I remember when it first came out, I was so vocal and I was saying, this this is poo, this is not good, don't take it, don't take it. But um, after running it, I'm I'm prepared to eat my words and, and um, say that it is a good profile. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we've we've seen that a lot with um with some of these uh, mercenaries that are adding on to and I, like I've talked at length in yeah. last time I was on about the um, Libertos. Oh, that's gonna fighter, be awesome. Which is gonna be another I'm amazing profile. Pr- he's probably gonna make my list. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. Not this list, the other list. Okay. I'm thinking I'll probably drop a, a Datarazi or a, a, a Crackrot for him. Just to squeeze him in. Just to squeeze him in, yeah, because he's going to be awesome for his points. That's right. Yeah. So there's uh, a lot of new stuff coming. We, we, we could have quite a... It'll be. It, I think it's going to be a really interesting spread um, at CanCon this year with all mm. the new sectorials that have come out to see who's playing what. I think there's going to be loads of new stuff on and the And there's also uh, a lot of field. veteran players going now that... The first time when I went to CanCon, I remember Operation Ice Storm had just dropped. Right. And so there was like like literally half the field was Nomads and half the field was Pano. Yeah. The next year it was Red Veil. And again, half Everyone's the field was Eugene. Half half, Eugene. Yeah. That hasn't happened so much this year because there hasn't been a box, um, I guess, that has done that. And there's also a lot of veteran players who are not going to buy that box and immediately start playing them. You don't think this, that's happened with um, Cold Front? Uh, yes, Kazakhs. I think will be the sectorial that's like that. And maybe okay. Vedic. But I don't think to the same extent because there'll be 100 players and potentially 100 players if they fill it up and you'll get, I don't know, you know, at least I'd say 50 of those guys are veteran players who are bringing you know, sectorials that they've been playing for a while or factions they've been sure. playing for a while or, or trying new stuff that they haven't tried before that isn't you know, Vedic or, or Kazakhs. Um, but I think you're right. We're going to see a lot. We'll see a lot. Of, I think we'll see a lot of, of new stuff. Mm. I think it's going to be... Um, I mean, because there is so many new sectorials, I think you do want to get up to speed with them as much as mm. you possibly can. Yes. Just so that you're aware of the types of rules your opponents are going to be using. Mm. Um, so I know that I'm looking into a lot of what these, what these new things can do. Even though I'm not playing them myself, mm. I just want to be aware of the sorts of things I'm going to face. But I think there's going to be a lot of Vedic. I think mm. there's going to be a lot of... Um, uh, what are the Russians called? Ka- Ka- uh, the attack, yeah, Ka- yeah. Kazakhs. Yeah, the Tartary Armor Corps. Um, and, um, and, and who knows what else? The Varuna, they'll be out. Um, yeah, I think the thing with Varuna, there won't be a huge amount of new rules for Varuna. The one that'll be a lot of new rules will be Invincible. The Vince of Invincible yeah. Army. And, yeah. and also, I mean, we don't know exactly the extent of what these new mm. rules are going to add to existing yeah. factions as well we Morats. know Morats are changing we know that military orders are changing yeah. um, getting all sorts of not necessarily um, new units and things but mm. just a bit of a rejig on how their links work on on, on how their composition um, works so I think mm. we've got some very exciting times coming up mm. over the next couple of months particularly by the end of the end of November when we do get our hands our, our dirty little hands on this new book and get to to dive in and, and see exactly what's in there I'm, I'm super excited I think it's oh, a great yeah. time to be part of the game I think uh, yeah, you more than most people because of Invincible Army oh my god, yeah, just, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. frothing I'm frothing yeah, over it yeah. oh my god it's not um, not a huge amount for poor old Julian. Yeah. Um, well, when when you first arrived to to record, I showed you all the new models that I put together. So I've put got like the, twenty models together. <laughs> I've got um, another couple of tiger soldiers that I'm gonna. I guess I'll proxy them as the, yeah the uh, new head heavy infantry. Yeah, whatever that's called. Jump the, troopers. The heavy infantry jump troops. Mm. I got the um, uh, the heavy hyper rapid magnetic cannon uh, Yan Huo. Mm. I got the um, the support box for the Zhangxi support uh, SWC box um, which has got like sniper rifle hacker HMG and something else um, and um, just everything that I, I got the, the 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 blister that has the um, uh, the terracotta soldier with the HMG mm. I like basically everything that, that I could get my hands on that 
smells like. And that you could potentially proxy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or so yeah. Or so whatever, I even yeah. I put together. I've had a box of um, uh, a box of Wu Ming that I haven't I put together. Got to run the Wu Ming page drain. The Wu Ming paint. Well, so the the reason mm. that I finally put together my Wu Ming was that if I want to proxy these as heavy infantry for the Invincible Army, then mm. they're passable as yeah. um, as as terracotta soldiers. Oh, because they're not getting yeah Wu Ming on. Yeah. not going to be an Invincible yeah. Army. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're passable as terracotta soldiers yeah. or or whatever else comes out at, at yeah. that size. And you use them in ISS anyway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um so I've got a whole bunch of new miniatures that I'll uh, that I need to get painted. So on that new miniature front, I got the Skiavora as well. Yes. And let's just say he's an S two model that's the same size as the S five Crontid. Really. He's huge. He's huge. And he's, but he's only S two. But he's, he's just only S two. Yeah. Beef. So whoever says that scale creep is a thing in Infinity, this is an old model. Oh really? Yeah. It's like it's like a I think. 2013. So, what, so you're not you're not you're not saying it's, that it's scale, pre-cad. You're not saying the scale creep doesn't exist. Yeah, what you're saying uh, is that the, the models have always been big. Yeah, well, some of them have been big. <laughs> yeah, this, this big boy, but he doesn't fit on a 25 mil base, even though he's S2. His right. base extenders. That's right. You did show me that. Well, yeah, he's, he's holding the head in one hand. Yeah, and which he's, is actually, I think, a Eugene. Oh wow. Terracotta soldier. Ooh. Yeah. Be it's nice. unfortunate. Be nice. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I got that when I was. The other day, House of War, and it, it looks pretty, pretty good. I'm excited to paint him. At the moment, I'm just smashing through all my remotes and getting them done. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying painting combined army. Yeah. Um, What's yeah. the type of? Have you gone with like the traditional type scheme? Or? No, I've gone for what was, I guess, similar to my old Morats. Okay. Not as well he painted as my old Morats because I'm just trying to smash them out. But it's it's my old Morats were dark blue and dark green uh, little accent colors. Okay. With, um, um, it's like skin color flesh. And these guys are just dark blue with a lot of weathering and skin color flesh everywhere. Like all the remotes instead of, um, like, I guess areas where they would, well, actually most of the combined army remotes are like symbiotic. So they're like machine and flesh. So all the, all the flesh parts I've, I've used is, is like human flesh rather than that red they usually use. Okay. So the avatar looks like a giant bodybuilder. Oh wow. Which I think is kind of cool. (laughs) Yeah. Um, put a little Julian face on him and- mate I've put, I've put so much work into that guy's deltoids because I'm like those are sick oh wow he's got nice striated delts he'd definitely get a one in a in a, in a, in a panel yep. up. I thought that was a top score top score yeah exactly top his quads score. are a little bit underdeveloped he could work on his quads a little bit more and his hamstring could probably get a got good yeah. glutes though he's got nice striated glutes what about those calves well, it's tiny. Just, He's got just the little, little sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely, so. definitely needs to work on that. Well, it's kind of hard when you don't actually have muscle there. That's, that's what they all say. Yeah, that's yeah, what they all say. yeah. Well, I wouldn't know. I, I have very good calf development. Um, so, yeah, yeah. If you want to know my calf training tricks, you can always hit me up at CanCon. Apparently, CanCon is a place to talk about calves and compare calves. Um, so, yes. Well, it's going to be pretty hot, so wear shorts. Wear shorts. Wear a singlet as well. Yeah. Lock, Lockie Carter, we're all going to wear singlets, mate, and we're going to get a singlet photo. <laughs> and we'll be like the, the, the Lockie Carter singlet brigade. Um, the other thing I'd like to raise is that every CanCon, um, so not every, but the past two years, Andrew Noakes originally started it, where he got the, the bandanas, um, uh, not bandanas, um, headbands, and wrote, you know, cake or scallop on there. Um, 
actually just cake. There's no scallops. But um, I'm, oh, for team, yeah, the cake. yeah. I was thinking of maybe taking that one step further this year and maybe making it a fundraising event. Um, we haven't, I guess, looked at how we're going to do well, that. You've said it on the podcast. Yeah, I've now, said it on so the podcast. It's, it's, so it's official. It's official, but I think my thinking was to go buy a heap of them and then just sell them, but that takes a bit bit of uh, effort and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And so I guess the other way we could do it, which I think is probably a little bit uh, easier on everyone. Bring, bring your own. Bring your own and, and then make a donation. Donation. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, when you're in primary school and you donate a gold coin for thing, except, you know, I, don't, I want a little bit more than a gold coin. I want like, you know, some of the juicy five and $10. You know, you know, the rich kid that used to be in the classroom that was like, oh, it's, it's casual clothes day. I'm going to donate $5. And then, then, then they didn't have any canteen money. That's That's the kind of kid I want you to be. Yeah, um, spend all your canteen money. We don't know where the money's going yet. I'm sure it will go to a charity. Um, yeah, um, not just the uh, Julian Jorgensen slush fund. No, 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 no. Um, I, I think because they're pink, the old ones. I think maybe Breast Cancer Australia might be a, a yeah, really we'll, good one. We'll, we'll see. Mm, mm. Um, but uh, that's my usual charity fundraising. I've got a soft spot for Breast Cancer Australia, so we'll probably end up going there. Yeah, um, I know Alex Kartsoff is fundraising for something as well I can't remember maybe we could see what she's doing and um figure that out yeah sure yeah yeah cool well I think we might wrap it up there then um Julian we've talked about some games we've talked about there's some upcoming missions for the yes. uh, for the for the upcoming CanCon which which I'm super excited about and then we got this uh this uh Again, just a, a shout out for the uh, tournament this weekend. Um, there's information is all on uh, on Facebook. You can find it on the Infinity Australia Facebook page. And even on- if you're not going to CanCon, come. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it gives it, you know you can meet you, you can meet your famous uh, that's podcasts. Right. That's right. Faces. Meet, meet the uh, meet the faces behind the voices uh, for the uh, for you for your for your I've local, always been told I have celebrity. a good radio voice. Yeah, I've, I have a face for radio. Yeah. Um, so you can uh, come along. We'll all be there and um, get some games in. And even if you haven't had that many games, the tournament environment—it's um, a great it's, place to it, learn. All I, as soon as I started playing, I got straight into tournaments. And unlike uh, some systems that you might be familiar with, the tournaments in Infinity, because it is such a interactive game between the two players, mm. it, it can almost be like a learning game. Yeah. You'll lose. Yes, you will. Don't, don't expect to win any yeah. games at your first tournament, but yeah. you will learn so much about the game yeah. uh, uh, in that in that sort of environment. Mm. So so uh, come along. Um, I think the tickets are maybe $20. Um, don't quote me on that. Does, and does that. I think that includes food as well, if I'm not mistaken. I probably should know more about this. But God, vice presidents. <laughs> oh, God. But um, like I say, I'm all calling the, for an election. All the information. Don't say that. Um, <laughs> all the information is on uh, is on the Facebook page. I think we've linked it on the uh, Lost Lieutenant Facebook page as well as uh, links in Infinity Australia as well. Um, so uh, so come along. Mm, yes, come along. And we'll uh, we'll uh, thanks again, uh, Julian, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see all you guys on Saturday at the Sunday. No, it's not Saturday. Don't turn them on Saturday. Yeah, they do Sunday it's events. It's not on Saturday. Yeah, it's, it's on Sunday. It's on Sunday. Well, we took a we took a bit of a vote, and we about when people. I think we ran a survey to get some information mm. on the local from the local crew, and and there's a, some people. Uh, have to work on Saturdays and and Sunday is a bit of more of a chill day for for yeah. more relaxed yeah. events. So um, come along and, and and have some games. Yep. Great. 
Well, uh, thanks, Julian. And, uh, thank you, thank, Nick. Thank you, listeners. And we will speak to you next time. Speak to you next time.